Hello, frenzies, and welcome to episode 51 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. This episode is going to be all about ways to boost your happiness as a teacher. After all, that's sort of the point of this show. <laughs> Healthy teacher, happy teacher. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you feel a little more happy after listening to it. And if you don't, well, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Anyway, it's going to be a fun episode. And yeah, let's get on with the show. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Okay, frenzies, before we begin, I just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I mean, you could be hanging out with another podcaster, but you chose me. So thank you. And now it's time to read one of my written reviews. It's pretty much the nicest thing you could ever do for me is leave me a written review on iTunes. It's a way of getting the show name out there, but more importantly, it gives me warm fuzzies. <laughs> it makes me feel good about what I'm doing and the time that I spend on every episode. So thank you for that. And I'm going to have a Google form link so if you've left a written review, you can tell me what your iTunes name is and the day that you left it and I'll put you on my happy mail list. Uh, Julie and Kelly C, I finally got your t-shirts mailed out. I do owe some more people happy mail, but unfortunately, Instagram deleted uh, a lot of my messages. So I can see messages from about two weeks ago, and then it skips to 70 weeks ago. I'm not really sure like what happened to all the other messages, but they're gone. <laughs> I did not delete them. We're blaming Instagram. So this is why I want to use the form system. So that way you can fill out the form. Tell me when you left a comment. Tell me your username. There are so many different versions of iTunes that I might not even see your review or be able to read it. But I'll take your word for it. And then, yeah, we can get you on my happy mail list. So here we go. Okay. This is uh, from Wedded Bliss and... Wedded Bliss says, Dearest Jessica, I so love your sense of humor, your vulnerability, and your humanness in your podcast. I especially love episode 42, where you mentioned my favorite book, which we share in common. Yay! I listened to your podcast faithfully, and it was shared with me by new teachers in Baltimore City who said you have the best podcast around. Wow! New teachers in Baltimore City know who I am. Hello, new teachers in Baltimore City. I wanted you to know how much you mean to me as you share your journey towards health and wholeness. I feel like we're friends. Shelly, Shelly, you got to send me a message on Instagram or go and fill out my Google form underneath this episode. I'll get you on my happy mail list. Whoa, I just punched my microphone. Shelly, that was not for you. That was just, <laughs> that was just me waving my hands around. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the review, Shelly. And yeah, let's go get on with this. Let's go get on. What? <laughs> this is going to be a weird one, but it's going to be fun. That's all that matters. 
Frenzies. You came back for episode 51. I'm so happy to have you here for our episode on happiness. (laughs) Anywho, last episode, I talked all about punching negativity in the face and just how our profession can be a little on the negative side. We're always under a magnifying glass. The public, uh, the public is always looking at us and our admin and, you know, and the valuation process can be difficult at times. And then on top of that, we're building relationships with kids and parents, all who have different personalities from us. And sometimes it's a, it's a hard road. Sometimes it's hard. And a lot of teachers suffer from depression. A lot of teachers struggle finding happiness. And that's why I wanted to do this episode a little bit um, and just kind of share with you some things I've learned about happiness. I do get messages a lot on social media like, it seems like you're pretty happy. What's your secret? What's going on? What's really in your coffee cup? <laughs> but no, seriously. You know, when I'm on social media and even right now with you guys, I'm just always pretending that I'm talking to my bestest friend in the world. And then that makes it a lot easier to convey, you know, happiness and warmth. And I think about inside jokes and good times that I've had. And that's just one way of conjuring up your own happiness, right? Is sort of thinking about like, how do you feel when you're with your bestest friend? Or how do you feel when you're with that group of friends that you have an inside joke with? And it comes up. And it's just this, I don't know, it's this feeling that you kind of want to be stuck in that moment forever. And that's sort of what I myself try to chase. And I'm sure a lot of you listening try to chase. So anyway, I have one of those moments today in the car. I was driving to a nearby town. If you don't know my story, I live in a very remote town, about 2000 people in the middle of a desert. And the nearest town um, next to me is an hour drive to the west and then a little over an hour drive to the east to get to the other town and there's nothing north or south (laughs) there's nothing most people when they live in a rural community they have like oh well the next town is like 20 minutes over not so much here so anyway i have a lot of thinking time i have a lot of audiobook time a lot of music time when i'm going to different towns to go to the grocery store or buy dog food or whatever i need right And so today I was just caught in this moment of happy. I randomly, when I left the house, I was thinking about, okay, what playlist do I want to listen to, you know, on my way to this next town? I have an hour in the car. Do I want to do an audio book? Do I want to do music? I'm always asking myself that, right? And I was like, gosh, what would be really, really fun? And I started thinking about Dolly Parton for some reason, and I, I searched up nine to five. It's this goofy song. I put it on my Instagram story. It's based on a movie that she was in in the 80s that I really liked back then. It's probably not politically correct anymore. And there's probably horrible parts to it. But in the 80s, working nine to five was a pretty good movie. Nine to five. (laughs) So anyway, so I, I, I search up nine to five on Spotify, and it's already on someone else's playlist. And I just let it go, right? I just, I love listening to other people's playlists and see what kind of music makes them happy. And I, and it was just amazing. Like this playlist got me so pumped up. I was just so excited and so happy listening to it. And I just had so many different feelings running through me of just being grateful for being alive, 
the weather was perfect. My truck wasn't making any noises. There wasn't a lot of traffic. Um, I didn't have any weird aches or pains or stomach issues or headaches or I was just feeling myself super alive. Like, yes, I'm going to have a great day. And then it like, sometimes when you're feeling that way, you just kind of revel in it. But then sometimes you, you take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, am I, am I trapped in happiness right now? (laughs) And we all have those, we, we all have those, um, periods of our life. Like if you're married or you you have a partner in your life, maybe those first uh, couple months together were just so magical. We're like every time you're around that person, they're just, they're just intoxicating and you feel this ultimate happiness and joy and that, that sort of falling in love period. And I've had that with even new friends, right? You make a new friend and you guys can't stop talking and you're bouncing ideas off of each other. And it's just, it just makes you feel alive. Anyway, so I was having this feeling and I just took a step back and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm in the feeling. What's going on right now? <laughs> I'm feeling really happy. And honestly, the last few weeks, um, a couple days before school started, my bearded dragon died, who was my class pet, and I've been really bummed out about it. And then, you know, I'm going back to the classroom full time, super overwhelmed. Um, been out of the classroom a couple years, so I'm not really on my A game. I feel like I'm a little bit off. And just a lot like switching my role at school from being a coach to being a teacher again. I mean, there's a lot going on. And then coming off of an amazing summer of traveling, it just, I don't know, like getting back into a routine. It's sort of, it's sort of depressing at first (laughs) when you're used to just doing a bunch of fun things all summer and you go back to school. I'm sorry, but it's a little, I mean, there's an excitement in the air of like, Ooh, fresh school supplies and new faces and new relationships to build and, you know, get your classroom ready. I mean, there's an excitement and a certain energy in the air with back to school, but there's also a a little sprinkle of being sad that summer's over. And I think that's totally fine. It's totally normal. That's why I'm sharing it with you now. So I I have been feeling, I I just finished my third week of school, I think, and um, going into my fourth and I'm finally done with like standardized testing and all the beginning of the year hooey. We had picture day last week and it was a living nightmare. I had kids leaving my class, going to take pictures, half the class here, half the class gone. I'm trying to do less. I mean, it was just, and then we had different team sports getting called out and it was just, I don't know. I was not having the best time of my life. (laughs) Then the internet was going down. The copy machines were broken. So I've just been feeling really stressed out and really, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say depressed because it's a very serious word, but just kind of overall melancholy that summer's over and that there's so many different things out of my control. It's so hard to figure out what's in my control, right? Like when the copy machines are broken and the internet is down and kids are getting called out of your room and there's chronic absences. I mean, there's just so many things you can't really you can't really change, right? Or like having to take a whole week for standardized testing off of your, you know, curriculum schedule or something. It's just, there's so much you can't control and it just can kind of get you gloomy, kind of get you bummed out. So the fact, it's like the, the, the moment that I was, that I realized that I was feeling really happy and pumped up for the week, happy that it was the weekend, but also feeling kind of excited about my life in general. Like I had to grab onto that. 
And then I started thinking about happiness in general. How can we grab on to moments more? And uh, how can we be you know, happier teachers? Like how can we chase after moments like I had in the car and just have, have them explode in our real life? So I wanted to share with you some things that I learned and, and we're going to do that now. All right. So let's talk about some ways you can become a more happy teacher. First of all, you got to do what I did in the car, right? You have to recognize when you're feeling happier than usual and you have to pinpoint what's making you feel that way. For me, I honestly think it's just getting, realizing that I made it through almost the first month of school that I'm through all of the hard standardized testing and all of the weird interruptions that happened the first few weeks and that I've, you know, I've learned everyone's names and I have a bit more like my body is used to the routine of going back to work. Right. But I think in the car specifically, it was listening to some really amazing music that lifted my mood. And so you should always have something like that, that when you're feeling sort of icky, yucky, you have music or an audiobook or some Netflix time or a friend to talk to. Like you have something in your back pocket, like some sort of support network, whether it's, you know, music or TV shows or actual people, like something that you can fall into that'll give you that instant boost of happiness. So, um, so that's, that's the first step. Uh, the next thing is, you know, I started reading a lot of books about happiness to try to understand it a little bit more. And so these are some ideas I got from these books that I've been reading. The first one I read last summer, it's called Furiously Happy by Jenny Lawson. And it said, what did the caption says? A funny book about horrible things. So basically the author has a long history of severe mental illness and she wrote a book about what it's like being her and her life and funny things that happen to her because of her mental illness. But it was it was it was pretty heartwarming and it was really cool. One thing that the author talked a lot about is how she's just a quirky and bizarre individual with sort of a twisted sense of humor. And I definitely I definitely felt that like I that resonated with me because I feel like I too am strange and unusual, right? <laughs> Oh boy, there's a little bit of lightning outside and my dogs are barking at it. <laughs> Anywho, so the author of this book, one way she just really lives her weirdness out, like one, 100%, a thousand times over, is she collects taxidermied animals that are in really creepy, weird, or funny positions with funny looks on their faces. And then she sort of creeps people out with these animals, you know, dresses them up and places them around the house, scares her husband with them. And she's kind of a big weirdo with these animals, but it makes her happy. It makes her really happy. So she keeps doing it despite you know, what other people would think of something like that. I myself have a weird, <laughs> I don't want to call it a fetish. I think that's too strong of a word, but I, I have always enjoyed puppets and I love sock puppets. And I remember uh, I was hanging out with my husband while he was my boyfriend and we were probably had been dating for like a month 
and we were sitting in the in the living room and i don't know it was just like this weird boring moment and i took off my sock and i turned it into a sock puppet and started talking to him and he was like really creeped out <laughs> he was like uh i've never seen an adult um talk to me with a hand a hand puppet a sock puppet like what's happening like he was kind of weirded out and i got sort of sad like oh he's not gonna accept me for who i really am but you know we had a good chat about it and now he just thinks that those things are cute and funny and normal so it's just you know i think that you should recognize your weird whatever it is like everybody has something that's a little bizarre wanna i think I don't know. Maybe it is my husband. I was going to say one of my friends, but I think my husband, why don't, why don't I remember who it is right now? This is really weird, but I have a friend who loves the smell of rubber, like tire stores and Payless shoes. They just love it. And they go into Payless shoes and they sniff all the shoes. I think they're going out of business or they go to a tire store and sniff the tires. I mean, Anyway, we all have really weird little habits and things that make us happy that other people in society, you know, if we talked about it a whole bunch, maybe they would stick their nose up at it a little bit. I mean, we all have things that just make us a little different, right? And I think too often we hide those parts of ourselves. Like, you know, when you're being kind of a weirdo and you know, when you're kind of hiding your weirdness. Anyway, it's something that I'm definitely working on myself. I mean, I love I love the sock puppets. I love uh, regular puppets. I often dream about teaching kindergarten or first grade and doing, you know, entire days where I am a teacher puppet. <laughs> and I don't know, but like, like as I'm talking about this, I, I even think to myself, like, why can't I do it in middle school, right? But there's all of these social constructs that make us too scared to live at a hundred percent, right? We're always tuning ourselves down. We're tuning our weirdness down. So it's just something to think about. So again, you know, the support network, super important, finding those activities that make you happy, but also, you know, really diving deep into your own weirdness and figuring out what things are you scaling back and why are you doing that? Because you only have one life to live. So you might as well live it loud and proud and out there with your weird self, right? Now, the next book that I'm reading, and I just started reading it today, actually, my friends are just crazy for this book. They're always talking about it. Um, and it's called Joyful. I'm going to look up the author name. I actually um, I had listened to it faster than it was downloading. So I had to stop for a little bit. But let's see, it's Joyful by Ingrid Lee. Ingrid Fatal Lee. And it's kind of a, it's a, if you look at, if you look up the word joyful on Amazon, a billion books show up. So you might want to look up Ingrid or Lee to find this one it has confetti on the, on the cover. And it's all about, you know, what, what little things in life bring people the most happiness. And so far I've, I'm into the third chapter. It's a lot about color and light and how so many of us are, I guess they call it a being, um, like you're, you have a phobia of different colors. Like I think it's called a chromophobe, um, where you're just, 
you you're you always wear black because you know you look good in it or maybe you don't paint your house different colors just because you're like oh that would be weird or I'm going to get sick of that color or maybe you just stick to white and neutral tones when you're buying furniture and what they found there's so many studies now about the happiest places in the world and the people living in the happiest places in the world. And they all have one thing in common. Those places are very, very colorful. And they go into a bit of detail about like how unique we are as humans to be able to identify so many different shades of, of color with our eyes, because not every animal or species can do that. And so color is very important to our happiness and well-being. And so often we're not recognizing, you know, where it is in our life and how we can use more of it. We're shying away from it. We want things to be neutral. We want our wardrobe to be like dark colors and we don't want to have a lot of color around us because we just think maybe it's too bold or we're going to get sick of it. But really that's what makes people happy is and then there, she does talk about certain color palettes and certain color combos. But anyway, if you're interested in that, that's what the book is about so far. I mean, there's another, um, I'm into chapter three, there's like another seven chapters, I'm sure she'll go into more. But she also talks about light. And I was thinking about in so many classrooms, how a lot of teachers get bummed out because of the fluorescent lights, and they bring in their own lamps, or they use the natural light. That is one way to boost your mood and bo boost your happiness level in the classroom is, you know, figuring out what lighting situation makes you happy. And I know my my first year at the school I'm at right now, I didn't have any windows and I was just miserable. I just hated it. And I, I'm pretty sure it's because of the lighting situation. So more things to think about, you know, your inner weirdness, how much color you have in your, your life, what colors make you happy, uh, lighting situations. I mean, these are all pretty serious things and they're little tiny things, like just down to the music you're listening to every day. Like, is it really making you happy or you just kind of do it to get along with other people that you live with? <laughs> okay. Okay, Frenzy. So I hope this episode uh, may help you out a little bit. Definitely go check out that book, Furiously Happy, and just think about you know what in your life could you know help you by doing more of it, even though maybe it's not socially acceptable. And I was reading about how when you decide to really live your life on like level 1000 and you're, you know, you're being true to you and true to your beliefs that sometimes you get a little bit of kickback by people because it's a little easier to label you when you're really being yourself. It's easy to label you. It's easy to judge and critique you, but you're going to be so much happier just being 100% you, like whoever, whoever you are. Right. And so like the, the woman in, and furiously happy. I mean, she is uh, kind of freaky about taxidermy. And she just kind of goes off about it a lot in the book. And it makes her really happy. And and yeah, like, look at I'm labeling her right now as being a freaky uh, taxidermy lover, right? <laughs> kind of kind of a weirdo. But I mean, she's living her best life by doing that. So just think about, is there something a little weird, quirky, bizarre that you can maybe turn up a few notches and just sort of stop caring about what you should be doing or what other people think and just, you know, just live your life loud and proud as you, as who you really are. I love that. So I love that message from that book. 
And then I'm also really enjoying this joyful book. It's all about different colors and lighting and how that impacts our mood so much and how so many of us, we just, you know, we live in neutral colored houses. We have neutral furniture and carpeting and walls and we wear a lot of black and dark and gray clothes. And like so many people aren't really you know, taking chances with color because, you know, who knows why? Because it's not as acceptable, you know, where we live. Or maybe it was talking a lot about, you know, different countries and how they use color so much more in their living environments and their work environments and in their clothes and how we're as Americans a little more standoffish when it comes to using bright, neon, bold, happy colors. We just don't do it as much. And I honestly think like a lot of times teachers on social media that are doing that and using the really bright rainbow happy colors, I mean, they get a little bit of critique from, you know, trolls on Reddit and stuff. But for the most part, they, they, they seem, you know, really happy with their environments, you know, and I know there's a lot about overstimulating kids, but there's also a lot of science behind, you know, colorful places and how they make us happier than places that are blase and not very colorful. And there was actually a really cool part in the book about this um, charity in Brooklyn that goes through different schools in New York and paints murals and makes them more colorful. And since they started doing that, their dropout rate has improved because kids actually want to be in a colorful, happy environment every day instead of like a stark, depressing one. So that was kind of interesting. And there was a lot in there about lighting and how like having the right kind of lighting in your room um, whether it be a room in your house or where you work can really impact your mood. So some things to think about and then just think about, you know, the simple, easy things too, like finding a new playlist, listening to your favorite music more often, uh, watching your favorite shows more often. Maybe, maybe there are certain movies that you have driven your family nuts because they're your favorite movies and you can watch them again and again. Maybe you need to find some private time or find a way to watch those movies more often or those TV shows. Uh, we all have those weird little quirks about us. Uh, for instance, I can watch uh, the movie Beetlejuice a thousand times in a row and never get sick of it. There's some other movies too. Hairspray, Dirty Dancing, mostly musicals, Grease, like musicals that take place in like the 50s and 60s, but they were filmed in the 80s. I just love those. <laughs> so we all have kind of some weirdo things that we could do more of that would make us happy. And why not? I mean, sometimes I think, well, I don't really want to watch this movie again is I know it's not really my husband's favorite or but you know why not why not find a way to make it work right all right frenzies um well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some cool ideas. And yeah, like, uh, congratulations on your first step to boosting your own happiness level. You completed my course. <laughs> well, you really didn't, but it kind of feels that way, doesn't it? Okay, frenzies, until next time, take good care of yourself. And yeah. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy, Je <laughs> Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> oh no, I don't know how to stop. <laughs>